<laughs> All right, man, as the rotor turns. Welcome back. Welcome. Yeah. So, you know, we got um, today, I think we're just going to talk about a little bit. We've talked about people, we, we, you know, hopefully by this time people have heard a couple of the interview different, you know, the Dakota episode. Yeah, they've got a pretty good idea of how yeah, fucking you know, crazy we God are. degenerates we are. <laughs> <laughs> so it's probably time we start talking a little bit more about the company and kind of like uh, <laughs> some of the classes and stuff that we offer. And, you know, one of the biggest things we get a question about is this uh, uh, helicopter search and rescue stuff. And, you know, how we qualified to do it and what kind of job you can do and so hopefully today we'll kind of clarify some of those questions and kind of like why we wanted to start this and start doing some of this stuff. Uh, before we get into that, a little disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> we always got to do it, right? Right. So this is the opinion of Carlos Severus, <clears throat> not of the rescue company one or any of his employers or any of my employers or anybody that hires the rescue company one. It's just me, my opinion, what I want to do. Um, and uh, usually appreciate face by the time we start recording, so... <laughs> if I offend you, well, turn the fucking thing off and have a good day. <laughs> so Ryan, you been been good? I'm good. I'm uh, I'm yeah, I'm great, man. I'm always good. I'm just not always as good. <laughs> <laughs> There's one podcast we recorded where you were freaking rough, man. Yeah, yeah man, I was. You were hurt. Recovering. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, Ryan. Uh, so uh, we're about to. Uh, start our first group of people going through this uh, search and rescue program and kind of like what it is. So there's two things that we are doing as the rescue company. One, one of them is we are actually have a curriculum that's a helicopter search and rescue technician curriculum. And then we're also start uh, in the in the process with some partnerships with other people, um, starting a uh, helicopter aquatic rescue team hopefully to be a, a eventually be a Florida asset for Florida and an asset federally. So um, we it's kind of like the dream of our doctor, Dr. Benjamin Abbo, who is uh, a dude that's like into everything. He's probably one of the coolest dudes I've ever met. And uh, he, uh, you know, that's one of those things he wants to do. He's a, you know, we're both, uh, we kind of share that whole female deployment. So we've both been on USAR teams, been deployed, uh, USAR is uh, urban search and rescue teams, so the guys with the funny helmets and you know come searching rubble and stuff like that, you know. So, and he's got a lot of deployments. You know, I've been uh, had the opportunity to be deployed a bunch of times. You know, been to Haiti, went to uh, um, Katrina. We went to Mississippi and stuff like that. To Katrina and uh, so, and you know shoot a bunch of other ones. <laughs> so, had a good opportunity to be different places. And uh, so one of the coolest things is to marry the aviation stuff that we do, the helicopter stuff that we do, with this search and rescue thing. That's pretty cool. Um, as far as my background, to be able to do some of this, a lot of the stuff, like the Swift Water Tech Rescue Instructors, I've been through a bunch of different classes, so I'm pretty well versed in that aspect of it. And then um, I'll, uh, the a lot of the rope stuff. I'm a rope master, so I've been through a lot of rope, you know different rescue tech classes, and to a point where I could teach ropes. Right. And um, so, and then all the I got tons of helicopter experience. <laughs> so yeah, certainly. There you go. You know, and tons of water rescue stuff that we do. So I started on this project. It's been like two years. So one of the first things is like getting us ourselves to be legitimate 
like that um, that we could do this, you know. And um, there's no actual roadmap on how to do this. The, so the little history is after Hurricane Katrina, um, FEMA realized after you know all the hoisting of different people and you know uh, off the buildings and you've seen the videos, yeah. right? Because of all the flooding, realized that this was a, a need. So they actually a lot of states partnered up with the National Guard and the um, municipalities and began started doing these hard teams so they got them a bunch of different places probably seven to eight of them in the u.s south and north carolina i have one yeah. pennsylvania I was maryland doing... um indiana has one mm-hmm. but what, what was it oh yeah i was doing some research on uh google the other day looking at the different heart teams and yeah. um they're uh they're uh Combined with different entities, like I seen one of those heart teams was like where the the like the pilot and then the the pilots and then like the crew chief and like maybe somebody yeah, else usually, on board was like national guard. Usually national guard. And yeah. then like the you know the medic you know rescue divers or you know rescue technicians rather um, oh, you know they were like civilians. Uh, yeah. You know, so, there's just all sorts of different combinations of like teams. Yeah. Like I think Texas does it, um, and I think they're they have like the fish and wildlife. Uh, Helicopter, yeah, the WC stuff, guys, yep, yeah, with the um, with the you know the municipalities doing yeah. this, so it's different ways it's kind of done. Um, there was no roadmap for it and how to start one or anything, so we just I just started researching what the qualifications would be for one of those techs and um, started putting a curriculum together, realizing that there's no written down curriculum for this. There's written down curriculums for that you know the NFPA standards. That you use for that 1076, 1060. Sorry, I'm a little bit shit faced, but it's a 10 number. <laughs> um, and they uh, kind of dictate the different things that FEMA looks at. FEMA has position papers on what you know they think they should have. So, one of the uh, things I started doing was to put a curriculum together to teach this stuff and realizing that um, I had some of the stuff already done, but some of the other stuff I'm like, man, how the fuck? So, basically, a lot of these places have uh and a lot of the stuff has been you know they they become rope techs they become swift water techs and then they add the helicopter uh, uh component to it right. uh, but i thought it would be cool to actually have something that would be all aviation all helicopter and bringing those components onto it and it's just like an all-encompassing type program so not an easy thing to fucking do yeah holy shit <laughs> So what I ended up doing uh, first was attacking the water rescue portion of it. And, uh, yeah, could we teach a swift water rescue class, surface swimmer, uh, uh, rescue swimmer class? Yes, we could do that. We, we, like, there's, like, four of us that are lifeguard instructors and all that stuff because we had to do that initially for the company. Like, for I, I had to train my own lifeguards to do when we go places and we're using a pool and, you know, we're safety, water safety instructors. Um, but I, there's no action, you know, we were following Red Cross stuff and, uh, but an actual standard. So we ended up being the first non-municipality here at the, the rescue company one to become a United States life-saving association, USLA, uh, as, uh, as a, uh, aquatic, uh, uh, ARRT, what they call aquatic rescue response team. So we have our own team. So all them, everybody that works here, that's going to be part of this whole thing is uh, ART certified through ESLA. So it's pretty cool. We just, we're just finishing putting our first group of people kind of through that portion of it. So a lot of the surface rescue swimming, a lot of that stuff, a lot of the rescue stuff uh, comes from that doctrine. And this is a 
you know, they 50, 60, 70 year old program. Um, this is uh, basically if you're uh, listening to this, who who is these people? They're like the ones to certify like the actual Baywatch, not like the Baywatch show, but like what the show is based right, on. Right. So all your ocean rescue lifeguards, all those lifeguard competitions, all of that is at USLA. Let me tell you, that's that was not an easy process to try to become uh, like accredited through them and stuff like that. So we attacked it from that end, and then we went through, decided to kind of uh, try to become an ERDI center, which is Emergency Response Diving International, which uh, they're kind of like a branch off the uh, Technical Dive International people. And uh, we're still kind of in the middle of that process. Me and uh, another one of the instructors, Justin Harley, went through all their different levels uh, up to trying to be a specialty-type instructor for it. Uh, that way we could teach the swift water stuff. We could teach the uh, Hewitt diver, which we already do anyways, and uh, this helicopter rescue swimmer thing. So that's kind of like where our standard is, you know, and, and then um, we're in the process of getting all this stuff through the Florida and all that accreditation stuff. So, so I spend a lot of time doing paperwork. So um, the uh, my, um the Mountain Rescue Association, I'm probably not pronouncing their thing right again, I'm shit-faced, so I'm sorry. But they actually have a published book, but there's no PowerPoints, there's no nothing to it. So I've kind of taken that resource plus another uh, 117 resources <laughs> and uh, have put together about 400 hours worth of education. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Like, dude, it's, uh, it's legitimate between all the, the, the USLA stuff and the uh, – I I just looked over there and caught a glimpse of Instructor Kyle. I got freaked out. Instructor <laughs> Kyle is joining us today here. Instructor Kyle, podcasting genius. <laughs> so, he doesn't say much. He doesn't say much. He's <laughs> handsome as hell. So, um, yeah, man, so, like, that's a lot of hours, bro. Yeah. A lot of PowerPoints from from scratch, you know, taking a lot of stuff from the military. So one of the things uh, that I kind of like, I guess if you want to compare, like, the heart um, swimmer to the rescue swimmer technician or helicopter rescue technician person to um, the U.S. Navy to start kind of doing almost the same, they, they do the same thing. They have a, a SAR medic or SAR corpsman, which um, these guys are – um, and I think out in your neck of the woods in the, the, the northwest, uh, what is that, northwest part of the United Pacific States? Northwest. Pacific P Northwest, yeah. P&W. So, yeah, so those <laughs> SAR helicopters for the U.S. Navy there, those guys are on there. They're actual National Registry paramedics. They are FPCs as well as on top of all their uh, SAR uh, capabilities that they could bring to the table. So I kind of, you know, we already do that. We already train helicopter flight paramedics and nurses so um the very first thing that our part of our program is is you've got to come through the flight course because in the flight course we do all the medical stuff that you're going to need and on top of that you've got to do before class the critical care transport academy so i think it's worth it to not just talk about the sar but kind of talk our aviation classes that we do here yeah because it's kind of like our bread and butter, hand right? hand and, yeah. yeah so a lot of people ask, what's the Critical Care Transport Academy versus the flight class? Uh, and do I have to do both? Most of the time, we recommend you do both. Because when you show up to a class with us here at the rescue company, we don't like to lecture. Right. We hate lecturing. Um, there's shit that we have to lecture. But we love fucking hands-on. 
Yeah, the less time you can spend on bringing people up to speed, the more time you can spend on, you know, the practical application. And Yeah, damn yeah. right, man. So I fucking love hands-on. So um, that's kind of why I, I, I didn't want to do a traditional company, which is why I don't fucking work for anybody else. That's why I do my own <laughs> shit. So I like lecturing, and if I do le- – I, I love lecturing. I do like standing in front of a classroom, and, and I have more of a discussion than a lecture. Right. And and you know, man, I don't. I never follow a fucking PowerPoint. Like I'm over PowerPoint. I'm not gonna read a slide to you. Yeah, you got to read the class, man. Yeah, you know? I'm, I don't read slides, <laughs> man. And, they, and people always go, "Hey, man, can I get your PowerPoint?" I'm like, before you even come to class, I usually give you like a hundred PowerPoints. Yeah, if you want it, look yeah, at it. Yeah. So, but like usually the PowerPoints I use during class, they they don't mean anything to most people. Although they just mean something to me because I use it as a key guide to right. to what uh, I'm about mm. to do. You know what I mean? So, or what I need to say. So, usually before you show up to class, we have all this pre-class modules, which is what the uh, Critical Care Transport Academy is. Not to be confused with your pre-air medical class responsibilities as well. Right. So, we'll talk about that here in a second. So, usually if you sign up for class, we try to recommend you sign up for the Critical Care Transport Academy, which is 24 online modules. And we use the uh, American College of... uh, AOS, which is a Jones and Bartlett book, which is what we use, great critical care transport book. We use their modules, their PowerPoints, and uh, we've kind of created uh, this hybrid class where you um, do this online stuff on this platform that we send you, and then um, you complete those modules. They're weekly. They come out. It's about four weeks' worth of modules, and uh, we actually try to meet with you at least three times virtually. Uh, like a group chat, we use GoToMeeting, and you know we said that we record some of them, and uh, we have like you, you know we play. Some, it's been pretty cool. Like the few times we've done, it, we play games on there. <laughs> like we'll do name day EKG, and we'll spend like four hours. Just, you know, usually I try to just do an hour, but I've never been under four hours because people don't want to leave the conversation. Right. So that's pretty cool. So we'll do EKGs, lab values, different stuff. That that way, when you show up to class. You're, we're not having to spend a whole bunch of time lecturing different yeah, things. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it kind of preps you and gets you ready. Now, I, I said don't confuse the, the online modules with the pre-class coursework. There's pre-tests and stuff that you're responsible for on day one. So you have to make sure you do your um, uh, NRP, your neonatal resuscitation program online modules. Those have to be done. Uh, before class because part of coming through their medical class is we're going to do your NRP skills and stuff while you're in there. The reason I make you do that is because, again, you're going to have to take an exam, whether you're doing the certified flight uh, nurse exam, the CFRN, or the certified flight paramedic board exam. You're responsible for that NRP information, so I make you go through the NRP stuff. I don't give a fuck if you did it a month ago. Yeah. You're going to do it again. And you're gonna come through because yeah, those, I need I need you to show me that that basic knowledge you yeah. need to have, as well as I make you go th- I make you bring me a sheet of paper that says you got a hundred on that ACLS pre course module, so those uh like the pre test basically yeah, and as well as on the PALS, you got to bring me a hundred, so if you don't get it perfect, you need, anybody's ever done that before knows that like you basically have to start over every time, so if you're good at it, <laughs> it may take you one go. If you're not, it may take you 20 goes. But guess what I end up making people do to bring me that 100? They end up cracking the book open. Yeah. Or looking shit up. 
You know, like, and if even if you use Quizlet to freaking pass that motherfucker, fucking figure it out. You you still have to look it up, yeah. right? So that kind of starts creating muscle, memory. mental memory, man. Does yeah. that you know make make starts creating that shit even before you show up to class? Um, you have the uh, pre-hospital trauma life support, pre-class stuff, um, the American la, la, uh, the advanced medical life support stuff, um, and then some Red Cross module stuff that we've added recently, which is like your survival medicine type wilderness medicine stuff. And uh, so they have to bring do a, so they have a good like six seven hours worth of shit that they got to do before they come to class. And again, is because we want you to have that basic that'll help us through class throughout the week. Right, because now when you show up to class, I can talk about different stuff, advanced shit, this flight physiology stuff, all the different things that you kind of need to know. So this is those are your the class work that you have to do before they're in medical class. Then there's the online modules. Boom, get through all that stuff. Um, show up day one, air medical class. Day one, advanced airway. Yes. Yeah, cadaver lab day. yeah so i do lecture that morning usually till about noon time we go through like abgs uh rapid sequence innovation uh some of the difficult airway um component stuff that uh we have to do and and, and that's even going to change a little bit ryan because we're going to end up doing like the actual uh virtual dates that we do with people before class are going to be airway days so they're going to be the different airway lectures so that way, when they show up to class on day one, we're it's doing, just hands on. Or well, when they show up to class on day one, that um, RSI lecture, the advanced airway lecture, and the ABGs and stuff like that that we're doing, um, that is um, for because now that we do the Ron Walls difficult airway class, right. we're going to give that certificate during the first day of class. Okay, cool. So that way, when they show up, we're just doing one lecture, and then all skills. Right. And we go through all the different skills. We go through the cadaver lab. Man, people love day one of that course. Bro. Yeah, it's awesome, man. It's like, a lot of work to put it together, <laughs> but but we do just we intubate just about every which way you can. Video laryngoscope. We talk about basic airways, uh, superglottic airways, and then we eventually mm-hmm. progress that day into doing some of these different skills. And now this is kind of the cool thing is that a lot of the skills we did before wasn't really applicable to a lot of people going into regular medicine, but people that are going to go into search and rescue medicine, helicopter medicine, uh, helicopter search and rescue stuff, like the escharotomies, the uh, traumatic amputation skills, the chest tubes and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, with the Real expansion app- of air boils, all those types of things, yeah. Yeah, so all applicable, man. So we do all those skills, and you do it for real, on a real yeah. body you get to look at real good airways. I mean, it's it's an awesome day, and it's a long yeah. day for us, usually. We eventually end up prog- progressing into not every class, but most classes we do, you know, we open up the chest, we look at the heart, we look at all the different stuff, and later on in the week that actually kind of helps you out. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. So um, day two of the air medical class, once we get through all that airway stuff, uh, day two of that air medical class is actually the only, like, long lecture day. It's all-day lecture, which is cardiac. So we start from basic cardiac. And, and it's like we don't assume that everybody knows what they need to know. So we start real basic and work all the way up to hemodynamic, through shock, through all the antidysrhythmic, all the medications. a long fucking day. I'm usually exhausted by day two. Day two, I'm fucking tired of shit. 
And you see me on their day too. I don't want yeah, yeah. I can barely talk. I don't talk to anybody. And if we're traveling, teaching the class, I'm usually going. Yeah, I bring coffee day too. Yeah, you know, but it's a good day, man. And you know what cracks me up about that day is that people still don't want to fucking leave. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of information, and, and, and people get excited about being brought back to where they needed to be, man. Yeah, and yeah. it's. It's, yeah. <laughs> so I end up fucking usually drinking a lot of PBRs after that, eating, <laughs> and then uh, sleeping. And then uh, usually uh, day three, we kind of try to turn it around a little bit. And uh, very, we base it to the big skills day. Usually day three, we do a lot of scenarios, a lot of um, uh, vent stuff, hands-on ventilator stuff. We start incorporating a lot of the airways and cardiac skills in there. Kind of wrapping it up. We usually finish up with an ACLS, AMLS test that day. Um, and then um, uh, the next couple days is kind of like a mixture of trauma. Um, usually Thursday we start kind of entering into some a lot of trauma, different trauma lectures and stuff like that, um, as well as pediatrics and OB stuff. Um, that day is that long day. Yeah, that's our survival day yeah, too. Survival yeah, survival day. So at some point in the afternoon, we transitioned to doing some rescue, talking about some different rescue <clears throat> scenarios like extrication, that type of stuff, uh, crash scenarios, survival situations. And then we do, uh, we go out to the field and we do hands-on. We do land navigation. We do some basic uh, water survival stuff. We have to get to you. So that day you're going to get wet, cold, angry, hungry. <laughs> we feed you uh, survival food that day. We do give you like MREs. For yeah, lunch, some frog legs, yeah. cockroaches, yeah. And then the, the then the afternoon, Ryan does his whole survival buffet. Teaches you how to clean a fish, how to pick the indigenous plants that you know what you could eat, different fruits and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. It's pretty gross. Uh, fire starting, we go yeah. through that day. You learn, you know, actually go do a fire it's signal. We we shoot off. Um, then we um, got flares. Um, you know uh, the the. Different ways of finding your direction with, yep. you know, Compass. shadows and sundial, yep. like, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it's a good intro to land navigation. A lot of team exercises that day. Yeah. So, you kind of trying to show you, you know, how to be part of a team. We actually extra, uh, cut up a car. We do an extrication. Yeah. Um, and that kind of came from, what's kind of funny, is that we just wanted the car so we can do, uh, like, uh, you know, face-to-face intubations and stuff like that. Right. But, uh, tomahawk. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we usually would get a wrecked car delivered, and then we try to figure out uh, we would end up having to cut the roof off of it so we could do it. So we just ended up making the classes do it. And, you know, like twice when I was at Bayflight, we actually got to scenes where, you know, the most extrication experience was me and my partner because, you know, we're running with volunteers or whoever, and we would help them extricate the car. So. There's, yeah. there's situations you could do that. You you may need to. You yeah, know. and, you know, like part of the uh, – just to give people an idea of some of the things they get to do in this whole class with the whole cutting of the car and how they can put two and two together. Like day one on the uh, cadaver lab, um, yeah. we get to, we do like the, the field amputations. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like you just never know, man, you know, and we get to put our hands on the saw yeah. and figure out, you know, just yeah. how so to do all that. And it is pretty funny, though. A lot of people come to the class thinking it's one thing, and then <laughs> they end up like, you know, dude, I saw an arm off and I saw a, a, the roof of a car off, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Sure, almost like 99% of the students yeah. that come through the class have been like, so I've never cut off an arm before. Yeah, <laughs> or took the roof off a car. Right. <laughs> so we do use hand, show them how to use hand tools and stuff. And we usually culminate with this big team event where we end up navigating. We call it the Mukadishu Mile, right? You end up carrying a, a body. And it's usually a land navigation. It takes about a mile and a half um, or so. It could be up to three miles if you make the wrong turns. 
you know so you know yeah, a little bit of making us late yeah. to our beer <laughs> yeah a little compass reading and stuff like that and eventually we end up navigating to a place called johnny's filling station here in orlando which is one of my favorite spots mm-hmm. drink some pbrs while we're there and uh so that's thursday friday uh we do uh some more of uh like the water survival lectures kind of wrap up some of the lectures that we um uh needed to do uh, need to do with the class, and then we do some of the different skills that we haven't got to do. Usually, uh, we'll end up doing a big OB scenario, NRP scenario that day, and uh, getting wrapping that up. And then Saturday, um, we do our water egress. So yeah. we actually go and, and we're in the water doing, you know, water survival, you know, going yeah, through all sorts that, of drills. Yeah, yeah flota- personal flotation devices, using uh, breathing air, uh, survival uh, air system, and we end up going through the different simulators. Yeah. You know, the one thing I didn't mention that throughout the week, usually about every day we try to use our, we have an actual simulator that's the helicopter, the inside the interior of a helicopter. It's a small trailer. And uh, at least one of the scenarios you're doing throughout the class is going to be in that. You're wearing helmets, talking through the comm systems, using the high fidelity simulator in there and all that. So it's a pretty fun class. Yeah. Um, and it's just, uh, you know, uh, on Saturday when you get done, we have usually have a pinning ceremony. We have these pretty unique looking um, uh, set of wings that uh, we, you know, we stole the design from someplace else. And it's not <laughs> unique. Uh, but uh, we call it the we call it the GOAT. So a lot of people always wonder what the GOAT stands for. So it's like, you know, we tell you in class what it stands for. But there's actually... I think so. If you ever see kind of our, some of our logos, is a goat, angry looking goat. You know, it's a pretty cool story how we came up with that. But and then ride the goat. Yeah, you know, honky, honky the goat. Honky, honky the goat. It's actually, yeah, a lot of people don't realize it's the actual name of it. And that's me and Justin. We came okay. up with it. So and then, um, so that's the end of the air medical class. Usually, most people, and uh, when we get done with the air medical class, within the next week or so. Um, a lot of places they hire us to come teach for them. The next week we do a couple review days, kind of yeah. like, and then uh, we bring on the exam, so the paper pencil test the, uh, for the FPC or the critical care transport test. We uh, we bring a proctor in that does paper pencil tests and stuff. One of the things that's pretty cool when you look at the numbers as a rescue company itself, and that's in the three years of its existence, we've got a hundred FPCs. That's pretty cool. And like 80 some odd, uh, about 81, 82, 80, I, I got to look at that number, man. I should have wrote that down. But about 80 of those are all first time pass. That's awesome. And then the other are uh, second time pass. And I think we got two people there that are like, uh, took him three times and passed. So, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, and uh, I think we've got like 11 people that have come through class that have made an attempt prior to class. Gotcha. But, and usually pass on their first attempt while they're right. coming to the class. So, so it's pretty cool. So we've got some good success stories behind that. So um, once they become a flight paramedic, um, that's one of the avenues to become getting on the SAR team or going through the helicopter search and rescue class. Can you see me right now? Yeah. You got some. Look, I look like a bunch of Oompa Loompas came over and just put their fingers all over your oh, glasses. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, my glasses, <laughs> my, there's always smudges on his glasses. Right? I don't know what to look at. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyway, so then that usually is one of the avenues. And the reason I say usually is because we're going to have people that are going to come through this uh, uh, SAR class and are not EMTs or not um, 
they're not uh, I mean they're EMTs or you know we have a couple police officers coming through that uh, that so they're not that flight paramedic thing so right. so there's a couple avenues to it but the main certification uh, that people are going to come to you see what a road um, you know pipeline whatever you want to call it that it is to get here to get there it's going to you got to be a flight paramedic yeah. or a flight nurse to get that air rescue certification that we give you at the end however you could come through class and not be one of those and you still get certain things right does that make sense oh absolutely absolutely so the first thing whether you're a flight paramedic or not or is that you got to kind of be selected and our in doc right now we're kind of doing it um hopefully we get progressive we're going to do it twice a year uh but right now it's uh we try to do it we're, we're coming up on it yeah, it's gonna be the twenty fourth for this month, um, and, and it's taking a lot of work to get there. But the indoctrination day, uh, even before you get there, we do give people an opportunity to come to like two practice days or tryouts, if you want to call it that, where they're you know are kind of shown what water skills they need to have um, before they even come in there. And we also review people that apply, like what qualifications they have to even be there. So. Um, if, if you haven't come through the air medical class with us, it's not a requirement to come through air medical, but you got to at least have your FPC or CFRN. Um, if you're one of the non-FPC or CFRNs, usually it's an invitation. Yeah, and for those of you who are just curious, uh, you can get on YouTube right now. Um, yeah. Go to search for the Rescue Company 1. And just look at our videos. You'll see one. It's called, it'll say SAR Tryout. Search yeah. and Rescue Tryouts. Check that out. Kind of give you an idea what's up yeah. and uh, bring up speed a little bit. Hey, how about uh, some of that uh, yeah. buffalo chips? Yeah, man, grab it. I'm still sitting yeah. on this oh, one. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah. So, the EMTs, like, and so, again, we, we're, we're one group in, you know. So, this could change. But right now, like, with those, we try to keep the spots for the people that can be fully certified. Right. So we have a couple people come through that are just, you know, uh, their invitation only. They're going to fulfill their, you know, different positions that we need um, as far as the uh, helicopter search and rescue is concerned. Um, and but like if you're a police officer coming through, uh, which we have one of those right now, we make make we put them through a like a first responder type thing. So they're still going to be required to kind of come through the air medical class. And we end up giving them a lot of different, like, uh, basic certs. So they're going to – we put them through emergency medical responder class again. They have an exam they have to take for that. Uh, we make them do – you know, they're the same uh, healthcare provider, uh, BLS. They get a basic uh, advanced airway course. So it's a basic airway course, but it's, you know, an advanced certification. Dragon. They still get the same TECC stuff. The, they do pre-hospital trauma life support. They do advanced medical life support, just kind of like, uh, but it's a basic cert that they it end up getting. Makes me think, it was crazy. Like when I got to Iraq my first time, like yeah. nobody, no EMTs were not paramedics. We're just fucking soldiers, right? Yeah. Like, bro, they taught us, they taught us <laughs> uh, needle chest decompressions, chest yeah. tubes. They, they Combat lifesaver course. Most SF guy pulls a pin yeah. out of his fucking pocket. Yeah. And he's like, so this is how we're going to learn trachs. And I was oh, like, Jesus <laughs> swear to God, bro, uh. blew my mind. He goes, yeah, so you guys are all qualified to do trachs now, or cranks. Yeah. Holy like, shit. Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> yeah, I hope we never do that. <laughs> <laughs> you got yeah. a pen in your pocket right now, don't I you? I do, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that. Uh, so those people, they end up getting a lot of certs before they even do. And the biggest cert that we make sure that everybody goes through is uh, helicopter egress. 
like the water survival stuff. Um, I think, you know, we've had an episode on this before. Uh, we It's our bread and butter. We do yeah. a lot of classes in this, and um, we make sure that everybody's uh, qualified in the manner that we want them to be before. So that's a big thing that we require everybody to go through. Yeah. Um, so anyways, once we go through that, and then they have a, lar- a big physical uh, that they have to go through, uh, the, so there's paperwork that they got to get their doctor to fill out. There's uh, the Diver Alert Network insurance that they have to purchase. Dan. Dan's insurance. And then uh, even then, on one of the tryout days or the invitation days, our, one of our uh, uh, medical, uh, assistant medical directors, I have the name of Greg, he's a physician assistant, he's going to sit with you and go through your paperwork with you again and, and sign you off to actually be there. So um, once you're there, so day one, in dog day, guess what? Drug test. So everybody pees in a cup. Make sure that you are substance free to be there. That's a female requirement. That's so that we're gonna always have that. So you pee in a cup. Make sure you're good. Uh, make sure you're physically fit to go there. And then uh, we're not gonna get too much into too much detail the indoc day, but it's a long surprise, ab- surprise. Yeah, <laughs> it's about 19 <laughs> hours of we kick you in the fucking balls. And, you know, it's not about breaking a person or trying to do that because we could do that in about two hours. Oh, you know, quicker than Yeah, that. or, you know, but you're, you're a sadist. So, so, but we could break somebody pretty quick. But it's not about that. It's about showing you what um, is going to be expected of you. Yeah, and, and, you know, like what rescue mission that you can go on. You may have to walk, carry loads there, ruck places, swim to put to your people, you know, survive know what it is to be cold and all i want me personally yeah. all i want to know is that when you quit it happens because you literally physically can't continue yeah yeah yeah. like show me that you can't go farther because it's physical yeah period yeah so we try to weed out the mental weakness basically the physical weakness uh you, you know that's gonna we can be, build on that yeah we can build we on can that build on that. mentally strong and, and it's just to you know almost like a rite of passage you have to go through to be this and it's kind of like a rite of passage because it's the first one we're doing so <laughs> but it is not going to be one of, it's not a class that you can you can't is your ticket to get into class basically yeah. and, and it's just not this is not going to be a class that everybody shows not up to not for the faint of heart yeah and you know we've struggled we've had a few tryout days because we've struggled to fill the 10 slots and that's the other thing is um, as of right now there's 10 slots so every time we do an indoc, there's ten slots. Yeah. There's not a, um, you know, a, a twenty. This is not a twenty-person class, and this is not going to be twenty people at the time that you showed up and you're going to graduate. There's not doesn't mean that the ten people that show up are going to graduate. Right. So once you pass indoc, there's about thirty-two hours of self-study modules, and about ten hours of like virtual learning that we're going to do, because. When we and that that's like going through the rope work stuff, um, uh, just all the didactics. Ooh, very nice. All the didactics lecture stuff. We're not gonna do on live days. So when you come to class, you're gonna be tested. Oh, by the way, there's some online tests you're gonna be getting done. And guess what? You can't Google this shit because I just made them up. <laughs> so they're not quite on Quizlet yet. So you're gonna really have to fucking know your shit. And you can't, like, and I, you know, anybody that's in EMS and the fire service, 
knows that if you give somebody a self-study module, they're going to wait to the last minute to do this. Oh, yeah. And, and that's not the type of person we're looking for. You're really going to have to put in the work on this. Yeah, it's dry material. It's crappy. You know, it's basic swimming in some of them, you know. But you're going to be tested on them. Um, and it's pass or fail. You're going to get the ability to retake two of these exams, and that's it. So there'll be so there'll be like two retakes that people can take. But you know, even to get to this point, Ryan, the the one thing everybody's got to understand that it, it, like this is, was our first one that we're going through now. But for next year's in doc and next year's SAR class uh, of people, uh, the at least eight of those positions that we're going to put that they're going to make it to the indoctrination day it, are going to be invites. They're going to be people that come through class. Tracking. Yeah, because that's where we have the best ability to kind of yeah, see what people see are see who about. they are, see if they're going to be able to get along and stuff. Because the reality is everybody that goes through the helicopter egress, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the, the helicopter search and rescue program is going to end up being part of the search and rescue team. So one of the biggest questions we always got is, like, where are these people going to work? At the moment in time, we were getting a lot of those questions. We couldn't, like, reveal that this is we're in the process of trying yeah. to put a, a team together. But now it's, you know, it's on the open. We're trying to put a team together which means that everybody that comes through is going to basically be an employee of the rescue company one for the time being because it's the way we can certify you through USLA and all that stuff. It's basically you're going to work for us like as an adjunct instructor. So it's a long road to get. That's why there's only six instructors that work here. But you you know what I've realized with this, right, is just from the few, like, uh, days of tryouts and prepping to get into indoc is you can't tell who's going to make it and who's not oh, you can't 100%. you can look at a stud and watch a stud just fucking just fold fold it's just <laughs> a little bit of calisthenics and a little bit of shit in the water yeah and most people look at me and they go who's this butterball how can he make it to some other shit like, yeah. I'll, I'll school your ass in the water let's get in the water yeah. let's go and do some school dives do some snorkel work let's do all this shit and you'll see what this butterball can do yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's uh, there's no telling, man. You know that. You, oh yeah, yeah. You know that stuff certainly. from that. So, people make again. There's after indoc, you, you're going to go through a lot of didactic work, a lot of the book work, a lot of the introduction to. Um, what, what I found that was pretty cool is that there's a lot of stuff in here aviation wise that we don't get an opportunity to do in their medical class. And it's not something that gets tested on the FPC or as part of the curriculum. It's just, you know, just different. It's different helicopter. Which is what I found it so interesting, man. Just different helicopter work. The inner, you know, inner workings of a hoist and uh, the different ropes and setting systems and stuff like that. Um, so you're basically, we're not going to require people to be rope techs and stuff to come in here. You're going to do that rope tech work while you're in here. So a lot of the self-study modules and a lot of the, the hybrid didactic work that we're going to do is going to be that background stuff initially for this. Uh, land navigation, uh, you're going to get a little bit more advanced than what you get in the regular medical class with this. Uh, in some of the basic survival stuff, we're going to get a little bit in depth with that, some of the wilderness medicine and survival medicine stuff. Cool. Uh, so that's some of the didactic <clears throat> stuff that's going to happen. Then you show up for your six days of class. Now, your six days of class is basically all class. It's all skill work. Um, if we're lecturing anything, it's usually during a, a lecture slash work session because you can't fucking lecture knots and systems and stuff like right, that. Right. You've got to do this. Yeah. So the first two, two, uh, two, two to three days of it is basically 
testing you out of a lot of your uh, uh, um, you'll have written exams every day usually when you come in the morning you take a written exam and then you're gonna go right into doing a lot of so the first three days we're in the pool and in the lake and we're doing a lot of the uh, open water stuff a lot of the water skills are gonna be done in those first three days in and out of the water fresh water pool water um, eventually uh, we'll, we're gonna do the uh, uh, we have a platform that we're uh, we bring in and we put it in a pool that we practice our he uh, helicast stuff the next couple days we're gonna do some climbing skills like we'll actually go to rock climbing pool place and you know there's no mountains here in Florida so we got to be creative um, and we're gonna do some uh, then we have a we do have a place where we can do fast moving water um, stuff where we're gonna get some work in there we do have some stuff that we can do over at the SeaWorld water park that we're gonna uh, do um, uh, culminating with um, some re uh, tower repels rigging of the actual uh, helicopter we're going to be using for it. So we'll be rigging some anchors and showing you a whole day of just none but monotonous rigging. And then we're actually going to rig systems, climb to 100 feet, repel 100 feet off the helicopter. Um, and then one of the other days we're going to do, um, and everybody's going to rig their own system, rig it for somebody else, repel off the thing. So we're going to go through those repels, we're going to do these uh, wall locker repels where basically you're donning every piece of PPE that you could need uh, as well as medical equipment and stuff, and we're going to repel doing that. We're going to do uh, some uh, short hauling, so we're going to uh, rig the short haul and actually lift people with it, move you around. So as you can see why we need you to be insured in good shape to do this. And then uh, we're going to do some helicasting into the water. So this is, uh, you know, for people that know, this is the actual uh, thing that you see, you know, this swimmer being helicasted into into open water. So we're going to do that. We're going to do a day, a uh, couple days uh, during the day. We're going to do a couple day helicasts, so at least twice or so for people, uh, depending on the size of class. Remember, the attrition rate, we don't know. So we could have three people. We could have ten. Right. So uh, we're going to actually helicast into the water during the day, and then we're going to do some night helicast. Uh, we're going to do some boat work as well, things, different boats, how to get into boats, getting out of boats. Uh, so a lot of physical work, a lot of – so as you can see why we chose to, um, in this portion, do more self-study hybrid uh, didactic than using our six days uh, of uh, actual – stuff for just skills so like the skills so basically you can account that we're going to practice some skills in class but there's a lot of testing out of skills in class so we expect you to be a pretty ready person hence the 19 hour indoctrination thing see if you have the mental and physical fortitude to get through this yeah, test your metal yeah so uh, once you complete that first six day portion we move to part two of like the actual didactic work. And again, we're looking at about 60 or so hours worth of actual didactic hybrid. Now in this portion, not a lot of self-study, more of a, we're meeting kind of like on a weekly basis and uh, actually, um, you know, doing putting about four or five hours worth of actual work as well as some exams that we're gonna do, uh, again, using our online platform to do that. And then uh, we will eventually show up to do a, uh, another six days worth of class.
So, uh, and, and we're trying to basically do this like in a six month type period. So, in doc, do about a month and a half worth of didactic, six days, another month and a half with didactics, and then another six days. Um, and then this six day portion of it, you can, uh, you can expect to be more scenario based. So we're going to kind of put all the skills together. Uh, one of the things that you're, we're going to lecture on prior to this is going to be the prolonged field care stuff. That's big. So you can expect that you may run a scenario where we're treating a patient for a 36, day. 36, 48. Yeah. Hours. You know, uh, you're gonna, it's going to go on. Right. <laughs> and, again, we don't want to give up too much because, right, right. you know, to keep the mystery of what we do. But you're actually going to be doing rescue missions every day. You're going to do – you're going to go – on day missions, you're going to go on night missions. So you're going to expect six days of getting your ass worked. Um, uh, we're going to do a little uh, – the last few days, it's a lot of tactical, if you want to call it SWAT-type training that we do um, to kind of cover a few different things because the exam that – so, like, one of the things you're going to be doing – let me back up a second. Didactically-wise, not only do you do the prolonged field care in the situation, you're going to be doing some uh, – um, Rescue task force type stuff, canine medicine, uh, because there's a search and rescue dog component to what we're doing. So you got to know how to take care of the dogs. Plus, a teammate, part of the team, um, and you can be called as a SAR tech to be the person taking care for this. So we're going to go through that. We have a veterinarian that we just put on the on the staff, which is pretty cool. Um, as well as Dr. Abel is pretty well versed on canine medicine, emergency medicine stuff. So. Um, the only like board certification that has all of that encompassing like all this rescue tactical training is the the uh the board of specialty education same people that uh, certification the board of specialty certification people the fpc exam people the only exam that gets you like i would say gives you a good board certification of that is the uh, tpc exam tactical paramedic certified exam so you're going to be um taking that exam the emts that come through the police officer there's actually a a tactical responder certification exam so they're going to sit through that so those are the board so you get through all this shit right you can't graduate till you pass that board exam so that's fucking crazy right so so there's a you get through all this shit you know almost you know it's about a year worth of training and you can't uh finish you know so right uh, one of the cool classes that we're going to be doing um, is that uh, we're going to lecture all the dive medic. We actually came up with our own certification for this, which is uh, uh, a search and rescue uh, dive medical technician portion to this. Okay. So you'll so get your DMT cert? You'll get, yeah, what we call SAR DMT or okay. whatever, you know. So Because there's a lot of different dive yeah. medical certs out there, but this was the one me and the doc kind of came up with together. And, um, you know, there's hyperbaric medicine stuff involved in this. And we have a hyperbaric specialist that's going to come out um, and do some lecturing virtually. And then they have a mobile hyperbaric chamber. So cool. they're actually going to bring that to class, and we're going to dive people <clears throat> in the hyperbaric chamber and learn how to do that. And being that, you know, there's places that you could go work as a SAR helicopter tech where you go to a platform and you may need to be help out the – DMT or yeah, whatever. Yeah, when you say platform, you're talking about like yeah, oil, oil platform. Yeah, oil platform yeah. stuff or a boat oil, yeah. uh, you know, that, that's got divers on it. Wherever they have those yeah. hyperbaric chambers. So right. so that, SAR, that DMT portion of it is a big thing for uh, us. Not to mention that um, 
throughout this second portion of class that you're going through, we're doing a lot more diving at this point in time. So we have a, 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 a public safety SAR diver portion uh, of the program that you're going to go through. So that's why you got to be an open water scuba diver before you come. Um, or, you know, if you're not one, by this point, you're kind of achieving that. Because some of our deployments at this point, when we come back to class that we're going to do, we're going to be doing uh, rapid diver deployments and stuff like that. So you got to be able to not just use a snorkel and mask, but be able to breathe compressed yeah. air and all that and, and know that portion of it. So and do search patterns and different things like that. Um, and do lift bags. And so there'll be yeah. some a lot more scenario work to this. So math, this portion of it, uh, especially when you start talking about hyperbaric stuff. And uh, so uh, the the and then culminates again with the board TPC exam. Uh, so and then you're you know you graduate. It's kind of like the different things. So this year long program, you're looking at about you know two hundred some odd hours worth of stuff when you get through. Um, the other motivation behind it was we were trying to come up with a degree to do this. And we're kind of in the process of getting this to be uh, uh, approved to be a fellowship, which what we mean by that is that we figured out that we could actually put a helicopter search and rescue medical fellowship together. So if you're a person, you know, that's a, a physician assistant looking to do specialize in something, um, 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 if you're a nurse practitioner, physician, whatever, we have like this year-long program that – you know, kind of certifies you to practice austere medicine, yeah, rescue medicine and stuff. So, so it's a pretty cool thing. Hopefully, you know, we're going through. We have several colleges and stuff that are on board with us, and we're hoping this is part of, uh, you know, some of the local programs that we're able to do this. So, yeah. So yeah, so pretty cool. You know, awesome. so that's kind of like some of the, the motivation behind this whole thing too. Oh yeah behind there so there's a you know a few different things that we're trying to do with this so um it's a lot of work Ryan. yeah i I see you bro yeah (laughs) a lot of work a lot of gear and you know people don't understand that a lot of this stuff uh, comes out of my pocket (laughs) in my time my time's a big you know you can replace money but time you can't fucking replace man yeah and yeah i got two garages full of freaking gear, gear and helmet. Yeah, wall to wall. I've seen it. You know, <laughs> I've got more fucking, you know, of it, you name it, we have it. And we, yeah. you know, and then I got a long list of shit that I still need to buy. Right. To do this. But uh, we usually put, you know, nothing you guys can ever say. You don't get put in top notch gear. Oh, certainly. And, and, yeah. and you know, and, and anything you wear, I've tested a hundred times. Usually on my kids, you know, step kids <laughs> and, and regular kids, they wear everything before. We put it on one of you guys or a student, and um, and just it's uh, uh you know what I found the other day it was pretty cool. So the uh, helica the the Hewitt simulator. So the guy that you know, they uh, when we got the final product and we tested it at my at the pool of my house, and uh, I got the 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 video of that, which is pretty cool. <laughs> we should put that up because it's that you know the most offensive topless you know offensive nipples you could ever see oh that day yeah, yeah. well it's not even that's not the original but same nipples nipple day. same nipples though <laughs> and uh you know everybody's topless no shirt you know it's because uh, this is the backyard we're just testing it right, out right, right? <laughs> so it's got all of us going in and out of it you know so it's pretty cool 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 so you know um but yeah so that's that's kind of like the the short and uh nitty-gritty of like what the sar pipeline thing is going to be and 
Um, you know what our air medical class looks like now? <laughs> this is the, the is not even close to the first or four classes we taught. You know. Yeah. So as we're going through this year's class, worth of this class is like I don't know what is going to look like two three years from now. Um, but I think is having the experience of putting my own air medical class together, and own critical care class together, going through all the certification process to be able to teach it and accreditations and all that, I've learned um, how to put a class on. So, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident that, and, and man, we've done the, the two tryout days, right? Mm-hmm. And we're usually on the dot with the time frame. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because, like, I've got it down to a science, right? I've thought about it. I've it's practiced it. I, I've put myself through everything I'm putting a student through. Um, you know, me and Justin went through and almost got killed by this guy, you know, doing all the stuff. You know, everything yeah. we're about to put people through, we've done it in, in worse conditions. And that's the thing that, you know, people need to understand that, you know, me, Justin, Jimmy, um, you know, you, we've done this stuff in different conditions that, we're not even going to be putting students through. Right. So so we're pretty confident of the ability we bring to the table to do that. Um, but I think the SAR thing is not going to go through the evolution that the air medical class went through. Because, um, yeah, version one of the air medical class is definitely not what it looks like today. But going through that, it's given me the ability to be confident of what this thing needs to look like. Absolutely. Now, and, and, you know, we've put the class off originally. We were going to do it in September. The COVID kind of killed a lot of things, you know, of our plans that we were going to do. Um, oh, you guys what I'm saying? No, I was just going to say all in divine timing, man. Yeah. You and, and, you know, we've put it off. Originally, Indoc was going to be the first day of class. And then I realized that, nah, it, it needs to be a separate day. And, 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 like, anybody that wants to come through this, there's going to be some sacrifices they're going to have to do. They're going to have to, like, realize that if you're coming from out of the state to do it or you're coming from far to do it, you're just going to have to travel to do it. Basically, don't don't come up. Every time you come up with an excuse, you better figure out a way to get rid of it. Yeah. Before you, yeah, just, yeah. And, you know, Ryan, this is not a money-making venture for us. No. This is not why we're doing it. The, 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 Nobody's the, here because of that. Man. No, no, but, but in reality, as a business and as, as, as a company – that ain't what we're doing a SAR class. We're doing it because we see a need for a, a system here absolutely. in Florida. We're waiting for it. that phone call. You got yeah. a life? Like, where's it yeah. at? Yeah. And, yeah, absolutely. Right. Where is it? Yeah. It's uh fucking so, put gas in the bird. Let's, let's go. go. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, we're looking to be, you know, a, a deployable asset. So that's yeah. why the porch, the, the, the point of doing this is for. So we've had people call from out of state and, um, yeah, and if you have a hard team in your state, then you need some training and qualifications. Though we'd be more than glad to help you come through the program and do that. Anything uh, we can do yeah, to give assistance, so, whether it's training, but, providing assets, like talk but, to us. Yeah, but understand that there's going to be some sacrifices you're going to have to do to get here because um, this is definitely where <laughs> everything we do is kind of on the road. I don't quite see yet how this is can be done on the road somewhere else. I want to say something really quick. Yeah, go ahead. So. We all agree sacrifices are sacrifices. But you know that saying, uh, I I hate the saying, people say, oh, I had to go out of my way. I fucking hate that saying, I had to go out of my way. The moment I recognize 
that this is the moment where most people would say, I go out of my way. I tell myself, that's not out of the way. That's, that's, that's the, the way. New, that's the new way. That's the way. Like, right, get yeah. the fuck out yeah, of here. I like, like that. Like, no. I like, like that. Like, a sacrifice, a sacrifice is a sacrifice, but the moment yeah. you identify a sacrifice, you've got to change that ideology of, that's not a sacrifice now. Like, that, that's just the way it is now. Yeah, like, and you know, man, we've gotten some uh, people really upset about us doing this class and and i'm like but what the fuck is your problem (laughs) and and you know listen man it sounds weird right now because again we've said this before and i think we even got like one of our recordings uh videos or something where i say this is like you know one percent of sar a a helicopter search and rescue is done by civilians yeah most of it is done by the military but as you can see, we're you know there is a need in the civilian world for this. There's uh, you know a lot of mountain rescue places that do it. Usually, um, uh, law enforcement air, uh, helicopters are involved in doing this, and um, so there's a need in the civilian world. But there's also a need to make sure that not only we can get to the patient and rescue them, but we can provide high quality care to them. Yeah. Like why? You want to be the best asset that can show up yeah. on scene before they get to definitive care in the yeah, hospital. Yeah, absolutely, right? So because I think I really, truly feel that the person we can put out there through our program. We don't want to have to hand you off to somebody else to get you to yeah. somewhere else. Like, no, fuck we that. stop the trauma clock. Period. And that's, why, and that's why I want to look. So if a person needs stuff that they're going to get in the hospital, we're bringing that capability to yeah. them. The advanced skills, the blood, the this and that. And not only that. We can go through fucking hell. We want to prolong that, yeah. that that golden hour, you know. Yeah, we can go through hell to get to our patient and be successful. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to bring to the table. And that's what's different about this versus anything else is that there's a lot of places you can go and get trained to do, like, high-level rescue skills uh, where we're going to be new at that. We're going to go through some growing pains of, you know, hoisting and short hauling and repelling and all that stuff. But the medical portion, I feel we're pretty, we've got that dialed in. Now, there's a lot of room to grow for us from there. But, you know, we still got a pretty dialed in, I think, where we're at now. And not, not that we're perfect, because I think that if we're, we say. We never will be. We never will be. We're always striving for perfection, I think, and that's where we're at. Um, I really think that we have this, this thing is going to be great. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, we we're supposed to be in September. But I've put it off. The original version, day one, was going to be in dock. Now that's a whole separate day. So you're looking like live, actual, physical days that you have to be present um, is going to be somewhere around 15 days, you know. And then you're looking about another, like, six, seven, four-hour, like, virtual days that you have to be in front of your computer, you know. And uh, then, you know, another few hundred hours worth of actual coursework you're going to do on your own type stuff right um and, and you know it's like it sucks uh there's a lot of hours but you know it, it, it's worth it at the end yeah you know so um the the pin and stuff so when you go through version one uh, when you go through the first live days and you make it to the end there's uh this uh special pin that we're going to give you kind of goes with your wings that we gave that you get through their medical class um and then there is uh Another, like, smaller set of wings that you get after you get done with uh, part two. Um, and then we have, uh, there's uh, this pretty cool dive pin stuff that uh, we came up. There's going to be a few, like, uh, uh, special awards through class, you know. So our 
SAR program we've named after Mike Salber. You know, and, yeah. and you know, so Mike Salber is kind of so. The there's the uh, the the Mike Salber uh, helicopter search and rescue class. That and you know we're gonna start rolling out some stuff on that so people can see, because he's a great person in the community. Brought a lot to the helicopter search and rescue world, rescue swimming world. So he's a pretty innovator with that with that stuff. Um, passed away a few years ago, and in, again, if you listen to the Dakota episode, you kind of get a little bit intro into Mike and. Uh, stuff like that and then there's two guys that taught me how to do rescue diving and scuba diving with the fire department and they also did the boat races with mike and they're two brothers that work for the city of orlando they uh passed away from cancer um and uh uh we're gonna we've gonna name the the top um medical student like the top medic award if you want to call it that uh so the person that does the best i we think through all the medical portions of the whole program um, we're going to give them the Mike, Mike Horn, uh, award. So it's kind of like a little, uh, another pin that they get. That's uh pretty, pretty neat looking scuba diving looking pin stuff right there. Um, and then we have the, the, the top overall rescue helicopter rescue student is going to be called the Farron Horn award, which is the other brother. So we will, uh, be giving those out through class. Uh, so they're pretty cool things, and uh, they're, we call them frog awards. So the actual set of pins you get at the end of class is called frog. Again, it's an acronym that stands for something that, you know, you know when you get through class, you get to fucking know what it is. So uh, that is the all-encompassing aviation program, I guess, if you want to call it that. Cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of stuff, a lot of yeah. labor, uh, a lot of moving parts, a lot of moving parts, man. And, you know, a lot of time of sitting in front of a computer for me and getting uh, accreditations and fuck, man, there's always something yeah. like today when you came in, I was sitting there. God damn, I got to look. I got to buy another <laughs> reference guide for this. NFPA. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, man. So it's it's crazy. Yeah. But um, we got them, you know, we're doing what we got to do. Peace work, man. Peace work. Yeah, yeah, a little bit at a time, man. And and it's pretty cool, man. I think I'm hoping years from now we look back at this and go, man, that was. We're going <laughs> to. We're going to be like that. We're going to be like Joe Rogan yeah, on that episode. Yeah. We're just talking about like, bro, we had 200 fucking, you know, listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's going to be like that. Yeah, no, hopefully. It, Growing hopefully pains, man. Know, so <laughs> hopefully we're in a G6 then, you know, me, <laughs> me you, and Instructor Kyle here. Yeah, fuck yeah. So, but you got anything else, man? Uh. No, but you said instructor Kyle. I looked yeah. at him like I was expecting a response. Yeah, for him to respond to it. So for you guys who don't know, instructor Kyle's is like a mannequin. Like me and Josh started dressing this one, like oddball looking. We found like the, it was like a I don't know it was like a mid sized adult or whatever old CPR mannequin, and we started dressing him up in classes. And eventually, we came up with this dude that like you know looks. Uh, it's pretty crazy, man. So he, you know, struck the Kyle. What's that? Him. What's that under his shirt? Like, what's his? What's his oh, main that's frame a, there? That's a chest tattoo. So, uh, no, uh, no, no. The uh, the uh, what's his his what looks like almost shoulders or like. Oh what's yeah, his yeah, frame? What's yeah, his? yeah, yeah. He doesn't like to talk about it. <laughs> He's like Robocop. Yeah, you we'll know, do, so. you can check him out on YouTube yeah. or on uh, on the Instagram or whatever. He's on. Yeah, there. <laughs> so like you know, so he's got a snorkel because he's gone through rescue swimmer class and all that stuff with us. You know, he's got all the different awards. That uh, you he's can got get his regulators or yeah, his octopus. He's a, he's a diver, you know. So, <laughs> you know, so he's got all this tatted stuff. up. Yeah, he's tatted. He got a chest tattoo. <laughs> you know, he's got his fly helmet on. So he's going through some shit. You know, he's an initiated man, as I like to call it. So he got some rope work. 
<laughs> got some fins. Oh, shit. So, yeah, so he's gotten kind of decorated as he's gone through all the stuff. So we take him pretty much everywhere. Like, we've had very few classes where he hasn't actually gone. And yeah. people always wonder, when are you guys walking around with this guy? You know, today's his first <laughs> podcast, though. It he's is, been it lazy. Is. He's, uh, you know. Thanks for showing up, Kyle. Yeah, so. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, thanks for listening to us again. And um, uh, we're building up to getting some uh, pretty cool stuff out there. So, oh, yeah. Um, listen to us on all the different platforms. Yeah, you can catch us on, you know, uh, the, the Google Podcast, um, Podchaser, Stitcher, Amazon, or uh, Amazon Music, iTunes, um audible like you know like if it's all the mainstream you know like the most common you know well-known podcasts you can catch us on all of those plus like all the ones you don't know about like google us you'll find us yeah and give us a good you know give us a rating please you know that's yeah we, we can appreciate make this more positive, that you know? yeah you know you guys interact with us in any manner you know whether it's uh you know shares likes comments whatever like that helps us out tremendously we appreciate all of that yeah, and you know, hey, today uh, did you get the email? I don't know if you saw your email. Now I sent you the article that we were uh, the Metrans uh, uh, company. We do. I saw the email. I yeah. didn't look at it yet. Yeah, so so they did a. Uh, they do. A, I don't know if it's quarterly or monthly. I think it's quarterly. They do like a all around. So they're one of the largest um, air medical providers in the U.S. That's where we went to uh, Pensacola. And some yeah, of those guys. yeah, yeah, we've been, yeah. So and we've been doing. Um, uh, been doing water egress for them for the last four months. Okay, yeah. And uh, pretty cool group of guys. Uh, you know, Tom Foose out there, the big safety guy. Yeah, he's yeah, a funny yeah. dude. Guy's a degenerate as he's, well. He's, uh, is that the veteran? Uh, yeah, he's an yeah, army, army guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, army yep, guy. Yep, yep, I remember. So, so uh, but they uh, wrote a really nice, like, two-page article on us. That's good. Awesome. That's awesome. So, yeah, make sure. I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I just sent it to out, you today. So you yeah, I, I did there. see the email. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's on there, and you know, so give us a good rating, man. And then you can again, you can follow us on uh, on Facebook, Instagram. Yep. You know, I'm not the social media guy. You should know that by now. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, what's the other one? Twitter. Ooh. What? Oh Jesus. Yeah, we we, uh, we have we do have Twitter, but like we haven't. I haven't fucked. Yeah. With, we, yeah. we don't fuck with Twitter. Yeah, Instagram um, though. Maybe right? one day we'll get onto it and dabble in it a little more. But yeah. um, but we're you know Instagram, Facebook. Uh, YouTube, like those are the three big mainstream ones that cool. we're on, and you know, yeah, we're out there, man. You can find us anywhere. Yeah, man, and then uh, hopefully everybody's out there staying safe, and uh, we'll uh, we'll expect you on the next one. Cool, we'll see you Thank guys. You. Bye. <laughs>